Hello and welcome to the One Hope Podcast, where faith and life connect. A podcast done by One Hope Church in Gig Harbor, Washington. Enjoy! Good morning and welcome to the podcast. We're still working our way through Romans. We're currently in chapter 8. I know it seems like we've been there forever, but we're still in chapter 8. Sunday's message title was officially Present Suffering and Future Glory. But Matt Mysterick took the liberty to make a change, and he titled his sermon, The Groaning and the Glory. I'll be focusing most of my time on the suffering and groaning, but I'll eventually get to the glory. Today's supplemental reading is Psalm 77. Psalm 77 is one of 12 that are the Psalms of Asaph. Now, most scholars take the position that Asaph was a Levite who was appointed by King David to serve as a worship leader in the tabernacle choir. Psalm 77 is a very personal song of lament. It may even have been specifically written for King David. Another interesting little tidbit is that you can see a powerful rendition of this psalm as it is being read for the first time to King David. Season 3, Episode 5 of The Chosen is where you'll find it. So, let us begin. I'm Mark Hooper. And welcome to the podcast. So let's begin with the psalm. Now, normally I would not read all these signed verses. That's your job. But in order to comment, I really do need the context, so to speak. So there are 12 verses in total. Here are the first nine. I cried out to God for help. I cried out to God to hear me. When I was in distress, I sought the Lord. At night, I stretched out untiring hands and I would not be comforted. I remembered you, God, and I groaned. I meditated, and my spirit grew faint. You kept my eyes from closing. I was too troubled to speak. I thought about the former days, the years of long ago. I remembered my songs in the night. My heart meditated, and my spirit asked, Will the Lord reject me forever? Will he never show his favor again? Has his unfailing love vanished forever? Has his promise failed for all time? Has God forgotten to be merciful? Has he in anger withheld his compassion? These verses are definitely a lament. And as the title of the sermon on Sunday goes, the writer is groaning. Is God there? Why won't he answer me? Will he reject me forever? Has his unfailing love vanished? Has God forgotten to be merciful? I'm so troubled I can't sleep. I have nothing to say. I am beyond troubled. Well, this was written many centuries ago. I know that you could write the exact same verses, the exact same lyrics to a song today. It would sell because we can all relate in some way. And it would definitely be a country and western song. We don't know what was going on in the writer's life, why he was so distressed, how long he had been suffering without the prayers being answered. What was so crushing? Was it physical pain, mental anguish, emotional distress? What I do know is that it happens. And there are dark, hurting times when we can question. Questions like, why God? Why me? What did I do to deserve this? 
Will I ever feel joy again? Have you forgotten me? Are you there, God? Notice that the emphasis is on me. If you read those nine verses, you will see that the author uses the word I over 20 times. Asaph is focused on himself, his suffering, his hurt, pain, loss, unbearable loneliness, whatever it is. He questions if God even is there. Does he care? He is lost in his own pain. Now, I've done things over the years that have resulted in some very painful, as in physically painful, experiences. And I know that when I'm hurting, really hurting, as in pain that is in that 9 to 10 category, all I can think about is myself and how long will it last? Will it ever go away? Nothing else comes into focus. It's nearly impossible to function. And I'd recognize that physical pain may be the easiest to deal with. We all know that emotional pain can be devastating. Death, disease, betrayal, isolation, all these things can and do happen. I've learned that the pain will end. Well, acute, it's not chronic. But what if it is chronic? I have great respect for people that learn to live and even smile with chronic pain. And I recognize that we can believe that pain will never end. We can become hopeless. I can remember standing in the shower with a broken shoulder about 10 years ago, frustrated that I couldn't do anything I wanted to do. And it hurt. It hurt a lot. I remember praying, please, God, I just want a day, a single day of no pain. I was not thinking about anything else. And I was probably not a very fun person to be around. Now, turn on your TV. Pick any news channel you want and catch up on all the pain and suffering in the world. You, me, every one of us is not alone in having suffered in some way, shape, or form. The, the news is almost constant bad news. If we're lucky, our pain is short, transient. For others, it can be lifelong. Wars, death, destruction, disasters, killings, you name it, these tragedies can cause us to lose our faith. We stop believing. Why would a good God let this happen? Even Jesus on the cross cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? A very human reaction. Under terrible pain and suffering, abandonment, and this was the Son of God. Life can become dark, isolated, and unbearably difficult. But in verses 10 through 12, there's a change. The author gives us a way out. Asaph writes, Then I thought, to this I will appeal. The years when the Most High stretched out his right hand. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. I will consider all your works and meditate on all your mighty deeds. Asaph goes on later in the psalm to remember how God saved the Israelites. We too can remember the goodness of God. I will remember the promise of Jesus, of revelations, that there will be a new heaven and a new earth, and there will be no pain, either physical or emotional. God is good all the time. 
That is how we tie the Song of Lamentation with the message of Paul in Romans. There will be suffering and groaning, but there is a promise. The light at the end of the tunnel. The promise is a new heaven and a new earth where pain and suffering are no more. Does God want us to suffer? I don't think any father wants his children to suffer. But I do think that most fathers recognize that there will be times of pain and sorrow and loss and failure and life will not be fun. We do our children a disservice to totally protect them from hurt. There will be pain in all of our lives, but if we keep our focus on the prize, we can get through it. So we focus on God's goodness, not on ourselves. We recognize this is only a temporary home, and God's promise to us is so much more. We meditate on that, and we get through life, whatever life hands us. Almost certainly there will be present suffering, and with certainty we can say with faith that there will be future glory. So let us remember these verses. Our God is a merciful God. We may not always understand why me, but we know that we have a promise of eternal life. The trick is to focus on Jesus, not on myself, to recognize that I am no different than any other person. As Asaph wrote, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. I will remember your miracles of long ago. I will consider all your works and I will meditate on all your mighty deeds. Let us pray. Lord, we don't have all the answers and we know there's just tremendous suffering in the world. We watch the news, we think about Ukraine, we think about the Palestinian issues, we think about the problems in our own cities, we, th we think about the, just the way that there's so much going on, so much pain, suffering, evil, and uh, sometimes we can't ask, why? And when it's personal, we can ask, why me? But Lord, we also know that you're always there. You're always there for us, and you will provide. Thank you that you are a merciful God, and thank you for the promise of eternal life in a new heaven and a new earth. And help me, help us all to turn our troubles over to you, to trust in you. In your name we pray. Amen.